Thank you for joining us as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. Our reading is from the 85th Psalm, verses 8 through 13. The Reverend Ruth T. West is preaching. Her sermon is titled, Who Are We Really? You'll find the link to our complete announcements in your email. Here are a few highlights. We anticipate our first in-person Sunday worship service being August 29th. To help ease our way back to in-person worship, throughout the summer we are having in-person small group gatherings, both indoors and outdoors. For those who were unable to join the first prayer and fellowship gathering held in the sanctuary, we will be holding two more for those who are fully vaccinated. One today, July 11th, and the other on Sunday, August 15th. If you're interested, RSVP to Pastor Leslie Veen. Registration is open until July 12th for the next Companions on the Inner Way virtual retreat, which will be held August 11th to the 14th. The Reverend Sharon H. Edwards and Carolyn Foster are co-presenting on the Wisdom of Incarnation, Embodied Practices for a Liminal Time. Details are in the written announcements. This month, on July 25th, Social Hour will begin with a brief congregational meeting to vote on the incoming ruling elders nominated to serve on the Leadership Council. Please join us for that. And now, in preparation for worship, you're invited to quiet yourself, becoming still, as you prepare to worship God. Let's go down, down in the river to 
Let us pray. O God of community, liberate in us this morning our true authentic selves, that from that place we might live for you and one another. Fill us with your love, releasing us from any fear that may hold us. Free us in your spirit to be your people. Now in silence, we continue in prayer. In Christ, we are freed from the bonds of fear. In Christ, we gain insight so we might see. In Christ, we are empowered to speak our truth. In Christ, we are forgiven for life. Alleluia. Amen. from the 85th Psalm, beginning with the 8th verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. God, we give you thanks for these ancient words. Open our hearts and minds that we might hear your word for us this day. Amen. Let me hear what God, the Holy One, will speak. For God will speak peace to God's people, to the faithful, to those who turn to God in their hearts. Surely salvation is at hand for those who revere God, that God's glory may dwell in our land. 
Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Holy One will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before God and will make a path for God's steps. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. Good morning, 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. It's wonderful to be with you again in worship. Won't you pray with me? Gracious God, help us to hear all that you have for us this day. Nurture and guide us into the authenticity of our own stories. Amen. So much has happened in the world since I last joined you. There has been much to be hopeful about. There has been much to grieve. Conditions have changed that have allowed a great many people to feel the freedom of open air spaces without masks or pods. Plans have been made to return to sanctuaries of worship and good company, to communal rejoicing with hugs and food outdoors and indoors. 
Many would say we are returning to normal. It's almost like coming out of an exile of sorts and back into the land or the ways of being we had chosen. And although I know it's been a long time coming, I'm not moving too quickly to reclaim something. I recently lost a close friend. Authentically speaking, my friend died way too young. And because of the pandemic, I was only able to talk to her by Zoom and by text, mostly by text. You know, an emoji can't take the place of a real smile. I heard the inflections of her words in my own mind as I read our conversations. I imagined what our laughter would sound like if we were together in person like those days before. I've been reflecting on our time together. What I had come to appreciate was the way she had of sharing her authentic self. I would do the same. We had the luxury of being professional listeners, so we blessed each other with spaciousness and curiosity while holding the sacred parts of each other's stories. And because we listened well, we seldom, if ever, appropriated the other's story, didn't interject our own boundary-crossing anecdote, didn't trespass with a better story, didn't tidy up any loose ends that seemed in our own estimation to be messy. We openly named our projections and wondered out loud if plot twists were possible. My friend was also a gifted cheerleader, always encouraging me to write and speak my truth. This task, or better said, this privilege of speaking my truth gets to the to be difficult at times because I've been doing what I can to dismantle systemic racism, mostly by bringing awareness to it. In preparation for assistant teaching a course on dismantling racism last month, I read The Christian Imagination, Theology and the Origin of Race by Willie James Jennings. One of the most profound things he stated had to do with the notion of taking over someone else's story. In other words, that Christians have throughout the years inserted themselves in the story of another people and eventually took it over. In my thinking, this means, especially for Western Christians, that we've skipped over the difficult parts straight to the good stuff, to God's redemption and favor. We can see this habit played out in the ways that our dominant culture has treated the land and the people who belong to it. We see it in cultural appropriation, the not embracing the suffering and strife, but consuming the best of what is there. That is how marginalization happens. That is how gentrification happens. That is why movements to end oppression are necessary. In some ways, it seems almost inevitable to perpetuate the cycle of infiltrating someone else's voice or experience and claiming it. It feels natural to superimpose our own realities onto a pre-existing story and run with it. Here in the text of Psalm 85, we are encouraged to rejoice in the ways that God will speak to God's people. 
and I usually read the text in different translations. So listen to verses 10 through 12 again from the Common English Bible. Faithful love and truth have met. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth springs up from the ground. Righteousness gazes down from heaven. Yes, the Lord gives what is good and our land yields its produce. The complete Jewish Bible says, Grace and truth have met together. Justice and peace have kissed each other. Truth springs up from the earth and justice looks down from heaven. Adonai will also grant prosperity. Our land will yield its harvest. And then finally, from the New Living Translation, unfailing love and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth springs up from the earth and righteousness smiles down from heaven. Yes, the Lord pours down his blessings. Our land will yield its bountiful harvest. Can you hear where the gratitude and blessing situate themselves and us? Faithful love and truth, righteousness and peace, grace and truth, justice and peace, unfailing love and truth, righteousness and peace. And it ends with a blessing of a bountiful harvest of our land that will be poured down from heaven. But who are we really? Are we these people? We are not. It doesn't mean that any or all of this can't happen for us. But how do we get to the point of skipping over their story and soaking up all the goodness at the end? Now listen to verses 1 through 7 from the Common English Bible. The verses that come before the lectionary suggestion of verses 8 through 13. Lord, you've been kind to your land. You've changed Jacob's circumstances for the better. You've forgiven your people's wrongdoing. You've covered all their sins. Selah. You've stopped being furious. You've turned away from your burning anger. You, the God who can save us, restore us. Stop being angry with us. Will you be mad at us forever? Will you prolong your anger from one generation to the next? Won't you bring us back to life again so that your people can rejoice in you? Show us your faithful love, Lord. Give us your salvation. You see, without acknowledging their story, we miss the impact of their relationship with God. When we take the shortcut of interjecting ourselves into someone else's story, when we skip to the end so that we don't have to engage the unpleasantries or the minutia of process, we miss out on what deepens the relationship. We miss the journeying to trust, the creation of unbreakable bonds, and the knowledge of the true selves that are engaged in the experience. We don't hear the voices that lament past sins and fear abandonment. We don't know how a people struggle with uncertainty, guilt, and shame, the wondering if God has been pleased with our actions, wondering if something should have been done differently. We don't hear the lament before the deliverance. And because we don't have that 
tried and true experience of contrition and redemption. When we commandeer the good parts of the story, we become obsessed with only looking for comfort and accolades. We get caught up in the piety and blessings, and it becomes difficult then to face authentic truths without assigning blame. It becomes difficult to confront the roots of fragility, embedded bias, and fear of scarcity. Yet I hear the hopefulness in this psalm nestled in our own openness to authenticity. God joins us in bearing us up against the hard truths, unmasking the facades of superiority that don't serve our souls well. Won't you bring us back to life again so that your people can rejoice in you? Show us your faithful love, Lord. Give us your salvation. And when we ask to be saved from ourselves, we realize that God knows us in those dark night of the soul places. God loves us through our imperfections, through our confessions and our complicity. Now we have lived the full story and can rejoice and be grateful, just as the people of Psalm 85 have been. I'll miss my friend terribly and will treasure most the ways she showed me she was an ally. And I'm realizing in these days how rare a gift that has been to my own story. Grace and truth have met together. Justice and peace have kissed each other. Truth springs up from the earth, and justice looks down from heaven. So while our denomination and presbytery live out a commitment to Matthew 25, I encourage and challenge you to question how you got to your comfortable places. Listen to the full story and continue to ask, who are we really? Amen. We believe in God, whose presence in the routines of our lives invites us to new awareness of ourselves and our world. We believe in Christ, who invites us to beyond our comfortable limits, revealing who we are meant to be, showing us what it means to be fully human. We believe in Spirit, who teaches us to believe in ourselves, encourages us to be open to one another, and empowers us to share God's life, which we carry with us. This we believe. Amen.
Let us pray. Ever-listening God, we give you thanks for the gift of relationship, for the life that comes from listening, from a still presence. We give thanks for the gift of being heard and honored, just as we are. Grow in us a spirit of gentleness, that we might be able to offer spaciousness and curiosity to one another. We pray for eyes to see truth springing forth from the earth and for trust that we need not insert our own voices into the stories others have to tell. We pray for the Seventh Avenue community for each one of us with our own stories, our own laments, our own moments of deliverance. We pray for your listening presence, that as we are heard, 
we might be able to acknowledge our authentic selves, face hard truths, and be an ally as we in turn listen to those around us. And now in silence, we continue in prayer. We make this prayer in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
As we go forth, we are invited to question how we got to our comfortable places, to listen to the story, and continue to ask, who are we really? And may the grace of God who created you in love, the peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be love, and the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen. <laughs>